0: Hey everybody, welcome. Charlie here. Welcome to this week's well this uh, episode of Facebook Ads Masterclass and Facebook Instructor School. It is great to see you. And yes, and once again, we are live on Clubhouse where you can raise your hand if you have any questions. You can also ask any questions if you're seeing this live on YouTube, on Facebook, or on LinkedIn, or hey, you can comment after the fact, tag me in it, and I will make sure to get back to you. I respond to quite legitimately every DM. In every comment, personally, kind of because I'm a little obsessed with stuff. And again, I want you to see more time in your life, more money in your pocket, get more success and less stress. Let's demystify Facebook because honestly, it's really easy and it's kind of fun and you can make a lot of money doing it. Take that from me. Somebody's been in the game for nearly a decade. And today we're going to talk about one of the things that I have used for that decade, The one of the most important tools that I have to manage well over $100 million in revenue-driven, this Scrum Doc. Now, you may have heard me talk about this. Now, you may have seen the old ebook that's about this that is fundamental to success that I highly recommend you check out. You can find that on our Patreon, or if you join the Facebook Disruptor School, or the MBA program, we'll walk you through how to do all of these things. Um, but the Scrum Doc is what we're going to really dive into today. Now, without getting too far away, what we're going to do today is we're going to cover this we're going to also give you homework. So if you do the homework from this week, you get 50% off of Patreon. You get 20% off any of the ebooks on the site. Or like, if you want something else, you DM me. And I'm going to try to make sure that you doing the homework is going to help you out. So with all of that being said, don't forget, if all of that is out of your reach, you can always just join the Disruptor Dispatch for a dollar. Go to FacebookDisruptor.com. And, um, well... It's $1 to get started with me in your inbox several times a week, dropping articles, YouTube playlists, interviews, all sorts of stuff to help you see success on a regular basis. Okay, with that being said, last bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to go. If you like what you see here, please feel free to follow me, you know, comment on stuff that I'm doing, reply back, DM me with questions. Uh, Share this stuff with your friends, subscribe if you're on YouTube, join the page, or or whatever else you need to do to make sure that you see this stuff, because I do this stuff several times a week, every single week, and have been for years, and I will continue to do it, and there is now over, there are hundreds of hours of this kind of stuff, and I want to make sure that you get the success. Okay, all of that being said, the last thing that I want to say is thank you for your time today, thank you for your attention and I'm super excited. You can get your notepad out or you can go to YouTube or the Facebook page or the LinkedIn and you can just scrub back and forth. All right. But we are going to get started right here, right now. Let's do it. So the Scrum Doc, first off, what is it and why do we need it? So the Scrum Doc itself is a simple Excel spreadsheet, or I like to use Google Sheets for transparency of information as well as um, as well as accountability. Also, it's really easy to just pull up a Google Sheet from any computer anywhere in the world, and you're gonna any team member anywhere in the world pull something up and you can limit their act, you can limit their access and control the flow of information. What that doc is, is a daily account of the three most important metrics that we need to see on Facebook. And now this is, I'm gonna give examples today for e-commerce direct consumer, but it can absolutely also work for lead gen, for any other type of business. So the KPIs that I'm talking about today are going to be on the e-commerce side, just because that's what the majority of the, my students so far are coming into, but do not be afraid. It can work for anything. So it categorizes that on a daily basis. We organize this by business objective. Now I get a lot of questions about what does it mean to organize things by business objective? And we'll get to that in a minute. The last thing that this does is it allows us to see week over week, month over month trends. Now, while you're saying, well, why do I want to do all of that stuff? Facebook shows me all the reporting. Yes, that's true. But Facebook doesn't give you the information architecturally for business objectives. Facebook reporting dashboard is more of a a user interface to help you make decisions on how you want to optimize day to day. Now, first off, you shouldn't be touching your ad account on, uh, you probably shouldn't be touching your ad account even every single day, but that's a whole other thing. There's plenty of other videos you can watch to get down to that. That all being said, what this scrum doc gives you that Facebook UI doesn't give you is contextual information up and down the funnel across business objectives with trend analysis over time. Now, there are plenty of tools that companies install to help them see this some are very very expensive tools and they're also much cheaper tools There's some stuff that's free. Some people will use things like Google Analytics, which is great. However To be fair Google Analytics in and of itself also has a lot of limitations in how they distribute the information There's also Google Data Studios and a lot of other places to show you graphs and a lot of nice things the problem is one it takes a lot of effort to make sure that you get all of that data into one place and that it's accurate. Number two, because you're trying to extract information from users that are accessing information, uh, customer journeys in different ways, that accuracy of that data is buried from day to day. So it means that it's less actionable information and the quality of that information is lower. Three, when you get a lot of information and pretty graphs and all sorts of metrics it becomes very difficult to actually drill down into what is meaningful and what isn't what is going to move the business forward and what is just a nice bit of information so the scrum doc allows us to get down to just what is the actual most important information and how do we make analysis of that and what are our efforts moving forward that is so difficult to say what are our efforts to move forward. So let's get down to what the scrum doc actually is. Now, if you have your Facebook reporting open and you want to set your columns up to set this up, you don't necessarily have to set up a new set of columns to do this. You can utilize a lot of the information you have, but let's get down to the information that you actually need to pull in because what we're going to do is you go into reports, you export the last several days. You can go to breakdown and then there's time and then there's day. That's gonna give you the entire dashboard broken down by day. When you do that, you can then hit reports and you can export an Excel spreadsheet or a CSV and it'll show the results of every single thing by day. We can do this at the campaign level, so you don't need to get too much deeper than that. With all of that being said, what data points do you actually need? Now, I know a lot of people talk about a lot of data points. One of the big to do things before was, you know, reach. That's basically irrelevant when it comes to Facebook ads or or clicks. Again, basically irrelevant when it comes to Facebook ads. We get into CPM. Fun thing to know, completely unactionable and completely irrelevant when it comes to Facebook ads. Now, I know you're saying, how can that possibly be? But. We're not worried about those objectives. We're worried about spending money and making money. So those things that are not actionable are not important for us. So what do we actually need? Well, it's only three metrics. There are literally only three metrics that you need in order to manage hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue or $50 a day. There's only three metrics that you vitally need to pull into a dashboard. Number one amount spent. You need to know how much money you're spending. That hopefully is straightforward. The second one, purchases or total conversions. Now, if you're not in the ecom world, if you're in the lead gen world, this can be leads, right? But how much did you invest your spend? How much money did you put out there in the world today? What is the total volume of overall business objectives that you got back? Your total conversions, right? Your total number of purchases. And last thing that we need is purchase conversion value. How much money did we get for the money that we put out? And yes, how much money did we spend today and how much money did we make today? And yes, we are measuring this on a one day post click because we want actual data that are seven day click. And back in the day there was 28 day click and there's all of these other things but they're completely irrelevant when legitimacy of data is important to us. And that really steers a lot of people. They're like, well, what if I need a long, what if it takes three weeks or something to make a decision? Like, that's fine. But it doesn't mean that Facebook showed somebody an ad today and then ignored them for weeks. What we want to know is how much money do we spend today? How many sales did we make? How much money did we get back? And the reason that we don't need a bunch of other information beyond that is because of where Facebook sits in the funnel and because of what Facebook's overall business objective is to us. At its core, Facebook is designed as an intent creation device. So Facebook is there to drive intent and to get people through the funnel. Now, the other side of this that we're seeing is there's Facebook reporting may or may not necessarily be accurate. And lately, it's been way off and that's 100% totally fine for us that are managing with the scrum doc it doesn't matter that the that the reporting is off it makes no difference because we're working off of a one day post click and because we understand that the reporting is off and let me give you a hint facebook reporting has never been 100% google analytics if you got over 80% you are a wizard like you don't need the data to be accurate for it to be important. Let me tell you why. Because it's inaccurate by the same amount every single day. And what I mean by this is if it's off by 40%, it's basically going to be off by 40% all the time. And you can tell this, for instance, if you want to QA, how accurate is your one day post click data? Go into Facebook every day from this report that you just pulled, and let's say every day you're averaging 10 sales, according to Facebook. And say your Shopify or your WooCommerce or your ClickFunnels, whatever, says, well, actually, you're making 15 sales. Great. So you know that every single day you're basically off by about 33%. You say you've got 10. It's actually 15. Awesome. So that means... What Facebook says it's charging you for a sale isn't accurate. If Facebook says it costs you $30 to make a sale, really you're getting them for 20 bucks. Because instead of driving 10 sales, you're getting 15. So that's great. We understand that data. We can move forward. Also, what Facebook's number one objective is as a business entity, as a tool for us, is to drive high quality users into our ecosystem. So all we need to do is get that average cost per acquisition. We're going to get to our formulas here in just one second. But we need to get that average cost down. If we get that average cost per sale down, what that means is we're getting higher and higher quality customers into our store. If we're getting higher and higher quality customers into our store, that means that we are going to have a higher conversion rate. It means that our emails are going to sell more money, are going to to sell more product. It means that our Google search results are going to be stronger. It means that literally every single other channel in the business is going to improve. When your Facebook ads drive better customers into your store, the quality of your store and the salespeople that you have, their work is going to go up. Now, this just makes sense. Let me make one real world example of this and then we'll move on. If you're out there, for instance, running a Facebook campaign for traffic, please don't be doing traffic campaigns to try to sell money. But say you're doing traffic and you run a car dealership. And then you complain about the conversion rate on your website if this is the real world let's say you're selling ferraris and what you're doing is saying hey everybody we're giving away free ferrari and you go to every college campus in your hometown and say hey we're giving away a free ferrari all you need to do is take a test drive and then we're going to give one away so we're going to sell them for a dollar now you might sell something for a buck but you're going to get dozens or hundreds or thousands. Of people to come and show up that have no interest at all in actually buying your product. But they're going to you know, come around, kick the tires, check some things out. When you're doing non-conversion campaigns on Facebook, you are flooding your store with the same very low quality people. Now, on the other hand, if you're saying, hey, we have a very expensive vehicle that's really high quality, it takes a week worth of expense of difficult paperwork, but you're going to be really happy and you need X, Y, and Z to come to the store because you're really informed and that person that actually comes to the store is really interested and capable of buying an in-market and ready to go, well, your salesperson is going to sell to basically every single person that takes a test drive. Your conversion rate is going to go massively up. Now, what happens when your conversion rate goes way up and everybody that comes into your store is interested? Well, your email campaigns get better. Your search results get better. Everything downstream improves. So our goal on Facebook isn't necessarily to get a ROAS of a one, which honestly, I I just released a video. You can check it out on how to scale your business with a ROAS of less than one. Because remember, Facebook ROAS is a bullshit number. But. What this is doing is allowing us to see this data in a way that truly allows us to understand what success looks like for our business. So ad spend, total conversions, total revenue, right? So that's amount spent, purchases or results, but I would not use results. I would clearly define it as purchases and then purchase conversion value. So when we have that organized by day, What we want to do is say day one through seven, and then we're going to sum that up into a week where this is week one of the month. That week one adds up day one through day seven. Then we're going to do week two, which is the eighth and on, right? So we have the eighth through the 14th, and then it's week two. We have the 15th through the 21st, the 22nd through the 28th. And then you're going to probably have a couple of other days and we're just going to, we're going to add them to the doc, but we're not going to sum up a week five. We don't need that. And so now we're going to be able to do every month is see, is week one good for us? Is is week three bad? Is week four really good for our business or, or really bad for our business? So now you can see contextual information by time of month, which is crucial for tons of businesses. And a lot of people don't even look at that, but I can tell you, in my in my experience, understanding the buying behavior by time of a month for your business can be fundamental for your success. Maybe you know week four is just always terrible for your business and week one is amazing for your business, maybe because you have an impulse buy thing and you're waiting for people to get their paychecks. Well, just smash your ad spend in week one and pull back in week four and then you've immediately improved your business. And on week four, every single month, instead of you ripping your hair out for five days, what you expected to happen already happened. You already have that revenue and you don't even give a damn anymore. You're not even logging into Facebook on those days. So you get that peace of mind back, right? We're talking about de-stressing yourself and putting more money in your pocket, more time into your life because you're not stressed, you're not micromanaging the thing and you've already made the money, plus you make more profit on that money. Now, how do we get to other actionable bits of information? Because it's not just spend conversions and revenue. Well, what we need to do is we we drop these into columns. Column, Column A is spend, B is conversion, C is revenue. Next to that, we need to start putting in some formulas for us to understand what these numbers mean. Now, the number one most important thing that we need here is CPA, cost per acquisition, cost per purchase. How much did it cost us to make a sale? Because remember, our number one objective is to get that number down to a certain cost, knowing that Facebook isn't necessarily 100% accurate, knowing that there are sales that are not being reflected there, knowing that that number is artificially higher than the actual truth. What is our overall objective to get to that number? Well, we need to know what it is. So that number, your CPA, your cost per acquisition is your ad spend divided by your total conversions. So in this case, it is column A divided by column B. Simple enough. Now, the next piece that is really important is profit. I tell you, there's a lot of folks that I work with that are struggling and they're spending money. They have good days. They have bad days. They do all these things and they're trying to build businesses. And one of the questions I have for them is, what is the goal of your business? Is it to generate profit? Is it to put money in your hand? Because if that's the case, I've seen extremely profitable days where the ROAS on Facebook is like a two, and I've seen tremendously unprofitable days where the ROAS is like a five. And I know what you're saying. How could that possibly be? But because there's cost involved, because basically, like, there's a lot of other metrics at play. The point is, if your goal is to, say, make $300 a day in profit, well, once you hit $300 a day in profit, why not just turn off your ads? You've already made that money so now you're able to understand on a daily basis maybe your goal is every week to make a thousand dollars in profit that way you can pay yourself fifty thousand dollars a year maybe the objective is to hit i don't know three thousand dollars a week in profit so that you're making yourself ten thousand dollar months well you can take a look at that profit metric on a daily basis and break that down so that you can really understand what does that look like now $3,000 a day in profit across seven days. Hey, that's less than $500 a day. So it's like $420, $430 a day. I think technically speaking, it's like $427. But okay, that's all I need to do is hit that number of profit. Now, if your objective is to get to $10,000 a month, for instance, and you're tracking your profit on a daily basis, you're going to know when you're ahead of the game you're going to know when you're behind so if you're ahead of the game and you're running into hard times you can know hey look i just don't want to play today i've already made my money i don't need to go out into the world today i could take a day off now the way we figure out our profit is simple we take column c that total purchase conversion value and we subtract column a our ad spend from it how much money did we make minus how much money did we spend And remember, we're going to have that day over day, but we're also going to rally and tally that up week over week. And if you want to go the extra credit, you can even sum that up into the month. So you've got an April total, a May, a June, a July, an August, September, January, December, everything. And that way, you know, hey, every month I seem to be making more and more profit or every month I seem to be making less and less profit. And that's what Facebook is showing me. Plus, you can also add in your total store because remember, you're getting other sales that Facebook isn't seeing. And you're really going to be able to see, well, hey, on days that I make more profit, my total cost per sale tends to be better. So all I need to do to run a better business is lower my cost per sale. Now, this is something that is basically true 100% of the time. And all you really need to do is understand, as long as your average order value is the same, all you need to do is drive a lower cost sale. Now, ROAS is something that people need to see, and yes, it is an important metric, so let's throw that in there as well, which is total revenue divided by total ad spend, so that's C divided by A. I'm just reading this off. Remember, you can go back and watch this on YouTube to make sure that you are able to understand all of these formulas. I'm going to try to just go over it, and inside of the ebook on facebookdestructor.com, I literally lay all of these things out so you can copy and paste. Um, and if you join the Facebook Disruptor School on our weekly live chats, which is happening actually right after this, because we do it every week, um, I, I could literally walk you through it, screen share, we'll make it for you. Now, in addition to that, what we really want to see is three more columns. And these are these are the real, also fun things that are really important. Number one is AOV, Average Order Value. How much is every customer worth? We've been talking so much about CPA, but CPA is only important if the average order value, if we know what that is. Now, your cost per sale could be $20. It could be 100 bucks, And both of those could be good because maybe your average order value is $10. Maybe it's a 1000 so it's really important to know because all that really matters in your business is your cost per conversion, your total number of conversions, and then your AOV. So then you know how many, what is my profit on each sale? How many sales did I get? Outside of that, yes, you need to know lifetime value for your customers, but that's not something we're going to pull into this dashboard because it's not a metric that Facebook knows, and because you cannot optimize towards it. And if you cannot, op- if you cannot make actionable decisions to optimize towards a metric, it is not. Worth putting in your report because it will be a distraction to your your success. So average order value is total revenue divided by total conversions. So when we made $1,000 today, we made 100 sales. Each sale on average is worth 10 bucks. Great. Now I know that. And you can take a look at that week over week, month over month. We do not care about day over day. And one of the beauties, one of the things about de-stressing your life and putting more time into your day, more money into your pocket is by no longer being so devoted to understanding what is going on on a day-to-day basis inside of Facebook. Because honestly, day trading Facebook is one of the absolute worst things that you can do. Now, the last two things that we need to understand is percentage of revenue and percentage of spend so as we have all these columns what we're going to do is we're going to put up a total section which adds up all the columns from all of our uh, all of the sections of our report together so we know how much money we actually spend on facebook as a whole and from that we're going to be able to see of all of our business objectives maybe we have a testing campaign maybe we've got a control campaign we've got some prospecting, some we target whatever it is now mind you I generally get my entire ad account down to two, maybe three, sometimes if I'm wild and crazy, four campaigns. Like You legitimately don't need more than one campaign unless you're spending like a million dollars a year. But that's a whole other thing, and we can get to that some other time um again if you want to know more about that there's an ebook on it you can join facebook disrupt the school i'll walk you through all of those things you can raise your hand and ask that question if you want to here because we're going to get to your questions here in just a moment but anyway the point is if you understand how much of your overall daily spend comes from each campaign or each business objective and how much of your overall revenue comes from each place Then you're going to be able to understand, well, if I'm running prospecting and I'm running retargeting and I'm running testing, how much money can you invest on a daily basis at your testing while you're losing 20 cents on the dollar with testing and still make money? Well, that is a very simple question to answer if you have the data. But if you don't have the data, it's going to take you hours to answer that question. maybe. But the point is, if you have a scrum doc together, you're going to be able to know that in 30 seconds. And that's really, really important. So if we can understand percentage of revenue, it's the total revenue from the store that day, right? So we take our total revenue from our campaign today divided by the total revenue our entire store made. So maybe out of that $1,000 we made, 700 of it came from our control campaign. Great. That is 70% of our revenue. We can also do the same thing with the amount spent. So if it's 70% of our revenue and say we spent 500 bucks today and that campaign spent 250, we're getting with 50% of our ad spend, we're getting 70% of our revenue. That is a fantastic bit of information to know because now it means we're going to be able to prioritize different cost targets for each campaign. And we're going to be able to understand how much we spend in one place and how much we spend in another. Because one of the absolute worst ways to manage a Facebook campaigns is to say, well, this campaign did good. Let me spend more. This campaign did bad. Let me spend less. That makes sense on the surface, but it's actually crippling to your bottom line because it takes out of the picture all of the context to why you got to that number how you got to that number and what the overall contribution to your bottom line is from that information so that is what the scrum doc really brings us is all of those things and i really hope that that makes sense i know a lot of this stuff is confusing um, i will say this i do have an ebook on it and so your homework today if you want to get that ebook for free I'll, I'll give away that ebook for free today for the homework. Also, you can get 50% off the Patreon, 50% off Facebook Disruptor School. That'll be the, the reward for the homework today. Your homework today is a simple yes or no question. And you can DM me your answer and to, to, to prove to me you've done your homework. Are you measuring your performance? on a week by week basis do you have trend analysis built into your reporting dashboard now let me give you a quick answers here if you if you are using facebook ui as a reporting tool the answer is no if you are using google analytics as your reporting tool the answer is no If you are not building out your own dashboard to understand how these metrics come together, the answer is no. And if you do have this and you are doing it, then the answer might be yes, I'd love to talk with you as well. But just to let you know, all of what we're talking about takes about 10 to 15 minutes a day, several days a week, and will save you hours every day because it tells you what you need to do today. And it gives you super high confidence in your decision making. And ultimately, high confidence with saving you time, allowing you to make less moves, will make you more money and reduce stress. And isn't that what we're trying to do anyway? Make more money with less work and be happier and be more successful? That's what the stock is built around to do and it's free. It's legitimately free. For you to do on a daily basis. And if you want the ebook for that, do your homework today. Send it to me. I will just give you that ebook for free. I, I want you to succeed. I know that the last few months have been tough. They are every single summer. And the best thing I can do to try to help you set up for this cash grab and the gold mine that is happening over the next five months is to make sure you got your shit together. So let me know how I can help. This is one of the biggest things I can do is giving you this information and setting up for that success. So that's your homework. Give it a shot. Go for it. Let me know what else I can do at this point in time, ladies and gents. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Please raise your hand if you're on Clubhouse. Ask questions if you're watching on YouTube, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Let me, help me help you. Let me know whatever it is I can do to get you more confidence and more success so you can put more money in your pocket and more time in your life ask your questions. I'm going to take a sip of this coffee right here. And then we're going to move into uh, helping you out. All right. Go for it, folks. And we'll start taking that here in about 30 seconds. Hi, Jared. Mm. All right. So i got a question on YouTube. So we'll take that. And Remember, we are in the questions and answers section right now. So Let me know if you have any questions about the scrum doc here and we will get to it. So, or or anything else. It doesn't even have to be about the scrum doc. This is a time to answer any of your questions, whether it's on literally any topic with paid media and e-commerce, lead generation, SaaS, whatever it is that you have, I'm here to help out and help make things work. So, uh, this question here comes from YouTube. Somebody says, Hey, uh, where can I get that document? Um, First off, thank you for watching the 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 Instagram reels and the YouTube shorts and TikToks, whatever, where I did preview this document um, and showed everybody what it looked like. Uh, I do have an ebook that you can get. It's on FacebookDisruptor.com, but I said today, if you do your homework today, you can get that ebook for free um, instead of paying the fifty dollars a month, which you can get if you join the Patreon today, and you can get fifty percent off by doing the homework, or you can just get that ebook for free. Um, and remember today's homework is to literally just tell me: Are you capable right now in your reporting dashboard and looking at week over week trends? That's it. It's a yes or no question, and you can get that ebook for free. Uh, all right, got another question from Facebook, and feel free, Clubhouse, if you want to get into it, raise your hand. I would love to help you out with anything that you need. And if anybody else watching, please just type, you know, at, post comments, and I will get back to your questions in real time. Okay. So um, next question, all right, this can work for Facebook, but what about other channels? Great, so love this. This will be something that we cover here in the future. Um, This is absolutely part of the Facebook Ads MBA program. This is something that I'm currently bringing my students through and it's a part of the Facebook Disruptor School. Um, And it's something I talk about all the time. It's called uh, ecosystem ROAS. Now you're seeing a lot of folks talk about MER. Um, which is a marketing efficiency ratio. Um, While the MER number is good, what it ultimately gets down to for most ad agencies is a total ROAS, blended ROAS. But ROAS is an extraordinarily illegitimate metric as soon as you start to bring in non-paid media sources. So if you're running email. Or SEO, your ROAS, I, I've got some sources of truth. Like I'm running, you know, I've got a client that's in the CBD business and we're doing, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a month in profit every every month. You know, I, I think you know, we'll probably hit a million dollars in profit this month. Um for that business, because they're making so much money on email and because they're making so much money with SEO, I've got days where my ROAS is like a 23. Now that's a completely nonsense number, but that's a day where maybe I made 35000 on email and maybe I only made $10,000 on Facebook. Now that doesn't mean that my Facebook legitimately brought in all of this extra money or all my ad spend together. Let me see here. For, for this day, for instance, let's see, I've got a total spend of $2,300 and a total revenue of fifty-five dollars So I've got a 23.7x ROAS that has got a completely nonsense number. So to your point and to your question, yes, you can absolutely use a doc like this to manage your entire ecosystem. I call it the ecosystem ROAS doc and it came out of basically running a scrum doc for every single channel and then summarizing the total section of every one of those channels into an overall ecosystem so that you can now begin to understand, well, how do I just run Facebook at a complete loss to really ramp up my business? Because I'll tell you this, um, and, and there's YouTube videos if you want to check out. I have a series called Story Time where I talk about a lot of things that I've learned over my decade in business, and uh, I talk about on one of them how to manage your. Actually, just released this other video too on how to make money running Facebook at less than a one row as, but talking about how. A lot of the businesses that I've helped go from five, six, seven, eight, nine figure businesses, how I help them grow is to generate more and more revenue from non Facebook traffic, right? So getting your email together, getting your newsletter together, your chatbots together, getting your SEO together, getting your reoccurring revenue streams together. But if you account all of those into a reporting document, you'll be able to see on a regular basis, What percentage of revenue is coming from each source? And you can absolutely apply the same reporting principle to your entire ecosystem. Um, And if you do that, you're going to be able to understand like, well, my Facebook needs to come in at a three, but my store is actually doing this. What happens if you get a higher quality customer on Facebook, but you might not necessarily make as much money off of them in the first one, but because you have really successful business objectives downstream, then you're doing well. Also, what this is gonna help you do is understand why retargeting on Facebook might be absolutely horrible for your business and why making a Facebook ROAS higher and higher and higher might be what's crippling your success. And I know that that sounds crazy, but let me give you an example of how the ecosystem ROAS doc, which is again, just a scrum doc across all of my channels, helped me know that running my Facebook at a 3X ROAS crippled the business. And what we were able to do is say, well, as our Facebook ROAS number goes up and up, because we're focusing on retargeting, because we're spending all of our money with that Facebook ROAS number looks better and better and better. What we were noticing is we were spending more and more money at Facebook to ramp it up. Like we went from $1,000 a day to $5,000 a day. We were spending so much in the middle and the bottom of the funnel. But we weren't making any more money in revenue. 90 cents out of every dollar that we were hitting on our add to carts and all of that stuff wasn't bringing us more revenue and you can tell that this happens because those people are also coming to google search those people might also be closing up on email those people are also coming in through seo so let me give you a customer journey now this is on a you for those of you on clubhouse you can't see this but for those of you watching on the thing you can absolutely remember this is available on youtube on my channel so just go there and check it out or join Uh, The Facebook group, which by the way, it's the Facebook disruptor on YouTube, the Facebook disruptor on Facebook. Go there. You can check these things out. This is a source of truth. And I have this written down on a sticky note. Okay. And it says, I have a Facebook click that led to a sale, but that Facebook click leads to somebody going to my site. Okay. Now, once they hit my site, the next day they come back and they search the brand name. They come to the landing page. They sign up for an email. Oh, Jared's on on both Nice. They sign up for an email. And they also get the SMS. Now, what happens is, a day or two later, I send out an SMS blast and an email. They clicked on the email. They got the SMS blast. They went to the store. They made a purchase. Now, across my ecosystem ROAS doc, I'm going to see... Email made a sale. I'm going to see SMS made a sale. I'm going to see Google search made a sale. I'm going to see Facebook made a sale. But here's the truth. I only made one sale. I didn't make four sales. So the more money I'm throwing at the bottom of the funnel to try to maximize my Facebook row the more money I'm wasting because I'm already making that sale. And so I have quite literally in my past I've made this mistake twice and then I've tried to coach clients out of it, but I've seen it happen another five or 10 times is we've made the Facebook ROAS number numbers so good that the business struggled to pay its bills. And that happened again, because we were spending so much money at the same audiences in so many places that we were getting so many sales that were duplicitous. And this is again, why we don't need to worry about anything beyond a one day click. We legitimately do not want to know. We don't care about what happens in four days. It's interesting. It's good data, but it means nothing for our actionability. You are not going to run a business by trying to predict the future. Because if that sale happens in four days, how many other channels are going to take credit for it? So legitimate data is what happens after the one-day click. Stuff that happens after a one-day click, when it's in a reporting dashboard, is there to basically take credit for other people's work or to provide really nice sounding things that are not actionable. And there's a really big difference between looking at a number that makes you feel good and running a successful business. Those are two very different things. And it's not a slight against anybody. It's not to say that those numbers aren't useful or that that's not important information or that something that make you feel good. But it is to say that what's important is understanding, like we've talked about earlier in this chat, and if you miss it, please do not worry. You can go back to the YouTube and watch this whole thing on replay to, for free to your, to, your, to your heart's content. What is important is to understand that if we're driving higher quality customers into our store, we're going to be making more money from all channels. And if we try to rely on every channel looking as good as possible in a silo, we're going to make less and less money because every channel is going to start to take credit for the same sale. And this ultimately brings us to reporting being all we want to know is how much money do we spend today? What happened with the click we got today? And how much money did we make today? And all we need to do is make that number better. And now if, remember, if Facebook reporting dashboard is inaccurate, that's fine. We don't care. We know that it's going to be wrong by roughly the same amount all the time. And that's a really important thing. If the Facebook reporting is off by 50%, it's going to be off by 50% every single day. All you need to do is make sure that your total cost per acquisition continues to come down. And if you're measuring your Facebook results against your total store results, if Facebook says you made three sales but your store said you made 12, Awesome. Cut your cost per acquisition by seventy five percent, and that's your real number. Say Facebook says, "Well, you spent three hundred bucks and you made three sales." Well, your total cost per on Facebook is hundred bucks, but you but you really made a lot more. Then, then you know that that Facebook number isn't legit, but you don't care. You legitimately don't care. And I'll also give you something else. Facebook is seeing that information. The difficulty isn't that Facebook is blind. It's that they're struggling right now to get the dashboard to account for all of that information in an accurate way in the UI. But believe me, Facebook is seeing it. Facebook sees every time somebody purchases on your website. Facebook sees any time that somebody is in market for your product but adds the carton of bandits on your competitor's website. So yes, you can use this doc. I'm sorry if anybody else has a question, just that was that was a long-winded answer. Please feel free to raise your hand here on Clubhouse or on, on YouTube, at, go ahead and ask. But Facebook, can't. you can absolutely use this Scrum doc across all platforms to ultimately develop what we call an ecosystem ROAS doc. And in honesty, I did say that this is the doc that I use to manage over $100 million in revenue. The honest truth is, this is the style of document, but I do use it at an ecosystem So I'm doing this document on Amazon, Facebook, Google, YouTube, Pinterest, Snapchat, TikTok, and email, plus affiliates and SMS to pull it all together so that in what roughly takes me maybe 30 minutes every couple of days to assemble, I'm able to manage million dollar businesses in an hour or two a day, tops. Um, Because you don't need more than that. And and that's a really, really important thing. And when we're talking about getting you more time in your day and more money in your pocket, part of what that is is to set yourself up for success by reducing the amount of stress. And, oh, this is getting to another question, so I'm just going to jump right on to this question um, from from Corey. Uh, I keep talking about saving time and money. When you're on Facebook, one of the absolute worst things that you can do is make changes every day. Facebook is a machine learning platform, which means that it learns what you teach it. Every penny you spend, every impression the system gets is teaching the system whatever lesson it is that you're trying to give it. Like a dog, right? Or like a child, like whatever you say, whatever you do, it's going to pick up lessons and it's going to try to give you a consistent result. So if you constantly make changes, if you micromanage it and change what success looks like and ask it to do dramatically different things over and over again, how good do you think it's going to be at delivering you a consistent result? Well, the honest answer is it's going to be absolutely terrible at it. If your boss came to you every 15, 20 minutes and changed your work, micromanaging everything that you did, how good do you think you'd be at your job? Knowing that Facebook is a machine learning platform that takes data from every user from around the world, literally billions of people on literally millions of websites, looking at trillions of data points on everything that they're doing across every single one of the websites, plus everything they're doing inside of Facebook. Knowing that it's the best tool in the history of mankind using that information to create intent. Every time you make a change, what you're doing is you're impairing that information. So day trading Facebook is one of the most damaging things that you can do. The best thing that you can do is have a very simple ad account where you're trying to get the best ads against the broadest audiences to reduce your average cost per uh, conversion or cost per result or cost per lead or whatever. And instead of day trading and turning things on and off and adjusting budgets and and doing all sorts of other stuff, all you really need to do is remove the worst choice. If you're constantly removing the worst choice, and by constantly, I mean once every week, once every two weeks, maybe once or twice a week, just taking the worst choice away and replacing with a better choice. What you are giving that machine learning platform is the ability to make better and better choices over time. And if you're just constantly improving the quality of choice that system can make the net effect is you're going to get a better and better and better result. Now that goes in the face of what a lot of people have to say, but the honest truth is, I would roughly say 80 to 90% of the people that run Facebook ads don't know what they're doing. And that's not an insult to people. As somebody that has been around for nearly a decade, I I spent many years teaching Facebook how to use Facebook and how to teach agencies how to teach Facebook. Because remember, Facebook at its core is a bunch of engineers. So they're just trying to produce products. Now, mind you, I, I I was in the alpha for the lead gen ad unit, and I was in the alpha for DPA ads. And I literally wrote the book at Facebook on how to do creative testing on CBO. And we had to teach a lot of agencies how to do these things. The problem is the majority of people that run Facebook ads were poorly trained by other folks who were overworked and poorly trained. Because there are, I will say it politely, there are competing objectives when it comes to how to see success with Facebook. I'm trying to teach you in this scrum doc thing today how to get the context of your Facebook information to succeed in your business. The honest truth is the history of the ad agency world and the history of Facebook ads, especially over the last four or five years when it was stupid easy to make money if your client or your business model was good. If you have a good business model or the client at your agency was running a good business, You could basically do everything wrong and they're still going to be successful. And if your client was not running a good business model or their business wasn't well developed, you could run the absolute best Facebook account and they're still going to go out of business. So what we have to do is understand that context. And there's a lot of folks have been very successful by basically running Facebook in a way that they would run other channels. And a lot of the great minds in the very beginning of Facebook ads, you know, 2010 to 2015, they all came mostly from television, from email, and from search. And the honest truth is television, email, and search best practices have no place on Facebook because those are what we call inventory and demand-based platforms. Facebook allows you to control the customer journey and Facebook can see what a user is doing on basically almost every single website on the face of the planet in real time. So for instance, like when I was running New Balance, if somebody went to Nike and was looking to buy sneakers, say they were looking at red trainers and they didn't buy, they added a cart. Well, Facebook knows, well, this person's in market, so I'm just going to show them our ads. Now, for you, that might be a Facebook prospecting campaign, but Facebook is retargeting that individual to make that sale. Now, Google's not gonna be able to do that. Email's not gonna be able to do that. You know, television's not gonna be able to do that. SMS not gonna be able to do it. No other channel is going to be able to have that contextual information to control the customer journey. So w- w- all those best practices that work for inventory and demand-based platforms don't matter on Facebook. Facebook's an optimized CPM platform, which means Facebook is trying to give every user the best experience by showing them the ads, by showing them content that people are going to enjoy. And if they keep somebody on the platform, then that's good. The average person slights the height of the Eiffel Tower on a daily basis. Your job is to basically use that information for positive business objectives. So what this all means, ultimately, is that you don't need to do mid and bottom funnel retargeting on Facebook. You can, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that if you are doing multiple platforms or you are running a business that has multiple touch points or you are in a business model that it has other competitors in the space, you are going to get an artificial number on Facebook that doesn't necessarily actually meet your overall business objectives. And you are going to struggle to scale your business because you are trying to take advantage of only information that you have and never taking advantage of the information that Facebook has on every other user. So that's one of the reasons that we say simple accounts, broad audiences, creative testing. You can run a million dollars a year on one Facebook account. And yes, Soft plug. I do have an ebook on it. It's called One Campaign to Rule Them All. You can check that out, or you can join Facebook Disruptor School. I can walk you through all of that stuff. We we do screen shares every week. We do group classes. There is a library of ebooks. There's an archive of all of our uh, videos and a, a bunch of more information that you can get. So with all that being said, sorry, somebody is, is, is messaging in here. Okay. Um, so with that being said, I got one more, I got another question. we are going to try to get to this. Okay. So, Carousel, Hey, um, I see that you got a question here. He said, for an affiliate marketer, just starting out with Facebook ads, what are the three things you should do to ensure success? Uh, sorry, I got on um, alive. Can't talk, and nope. Okay. Uh, okay. So Carousel says, "Born affiliate marketer, just starting out with Facebook ads. What are the three things you should do to ensure success?" Number one is yeah, love implementing the Power Five. Absolutely. So number one. What are the three things you should do to ensure success? Number one, I would say, focus on creative testing. Focus on trying to use dynamic creative to get across the best sales pitch so that you can see improving customer quality over time. If every week you're getting a lower cost per acquisition, you're doing well. If every week you are getting more and more efficient. You're improving. You're gonna do better. Number two, I would say very specifically do not chase down the rabbit hole of trying to make your Facebook number look as good as possible. Solve every problem you have by making better ads and appealing to the broad broad audiences. Do not rely on remarketing if, you, if unless you Absolutely, just want to take advantage of other people's work. Which hey, look, if you're in the affiliate business and somebody else is creating intent, you can take advantage of it. But remember, every inkling that you, every instinct that you might have to chase down to hack Facebook is almost assuredly going to be something that is a liability to your success. Um, last thing, three things to ensure success. The last piece is I would make sure to set up a scrum doc and to analyze your data over time. Do not day trade your ad accounts. Day trading Facebook ad accounts is one of the highest confidence ways of impairing your ability to be successful at all. Very simple accounts. Spend as much money as possible in as few places as possible Use that investment to just improve the quality of your ad. And you are going to see on a week-over-week basis that number getting better and better. If it you are going after retargeting and then like lookalike audiences and interest groups and all this other stuff, but you're not winning at broad, what you are going to do is ultimately spend a lot of money and a lot of time getting yourself to a situation that is not sustainable and ultimately a liability to your success. So the three things you can do to ensure your success, number one, get yourself the scrum doc together so you can see trends over time. Number two, make sure that the one campaign where you are spending the majority of your money is a dynamic creative testing campaign at broad where you are getting better results week over week and you are eliminating bad choices over time. And number three, is yes, implement the power of five. Make sure you have advanced matching on. Make sure that your data is together. Make sure that you have all of this. Make sure the integrity of the data is, is there. But remember, the only three metrics that you need to succeed at Facebook are spend, revenue, and purchases. Clicks are fucking irrelevant. CPM is a bullshit metric inside of Facebook because it's not an actionable thing. And if somebody tells you CPMs are important, CPCs are important, click-through rates are important, understand that's because they don't know how Facebook works. And that's okay. A lot of people were poorly trained at this for many, many years. As somebody that's driven hundreds of millions of dollars and been working with Facebook to train agencies how to succeed, I can talk at length about why every one of those positions is fundamentally flawed in an optimized CPM environment and chasing down and proving those things will come at the cost of overall success for your business. So those are the things that I would do. Last question. This comes from Jared. Uh, And then I've got to go. This is a power hour, 57 minutes. Remember, if you do this week's homework, you can get the Scrum Doc ebook for free or 50% off the Patreon or, you know, and and if if all of that seems like something you don't want to do, you can just go to FacebookDisruptor.com, sign up for the Disruptor Dispatch, and get a couple emails a week. It's a dollar to get started. By the way, on the dispatch, Jared on YouTube says, "I have a client that's been failing in YouTube ads. What's is the first thing I should look at to get into their account to make changes in a positive?" Oh, Jared, you're you're just here on on Clubhouse. I'll let you ask the question here, so I'm not talking for you. Here we go. Let me let me raise this volume and welcome you to the stage. Come on, you come on Clubhouse. You can do this. You can do it. I believe in you, Clubhouse. Welcome the man to the stage. Let's let's. Come on. Let's make it happen. Oh, there we go. Now you're a speaker. Hey, hey, Jared, my man. I was about to read your question on YouTube, but you are multi stage following this thing. Why don't you just explain of your course. question here so I can help you out? Of course, yeah. So I got a new client. So when I get into their Facebook account, I'm like I'm making a, an assessment of what they've got going on. What is the first thing that you attack? What is the first thing you look for? Is um, strategy is a certain number. Do you start to fill in the scrum doc with you know, the information that they have now? What do you go at? Yeah, so um, first thing that I do is I build a, a scrum doc for their entire ad account. So I want to know the contextual information. And that will allow me to understand like what are the highest confidence moves I can do to start making Sorry, I'm having, uh, uh, okay, anyway. um, What are the highest confidence moves that I can do to move the business forward? Um, And with that information, what I want to do is make sure to not just burn bridges and rebuild everything. I want to know what are my biggest liabilities and what are my biggest assets. And if I can do that, then I'm going to be able to understand um, what my what my most important moves are going to be. So if I'm taking over an ad account, what I want to do is immediately see. Remember when we talked about in the Scrum doc percentage of spend and percentage of revenue by campaign? Because honestly, we should only have one campaign per business objective. If you're doing prospecting, you don't need more than one prospecting campaign. And having more than one of them is 100% a liability to your success. Um, you don't need more than one retargeting campaign. And honestly, you probably shouldn't have one anyway. Um, you really don't need more than one testing campaign unless you're testing multiple disciplines. And they the, the, the integrity of those tests require you to isolate those investments. All of that being said, I try to understand where am I set up architecturally in a way that gets in the way of that. Maybe it means that we're selling three or four different products, but one of them is driving 80% of the revenue and the other ones are a liability to long-term success. We can just get rid of those. Or maybe we're just having three or four prospecting campaigns that are all kind of competing with each other and chasing down different business, uh, d- different, different types of customers, but they're all basically focusing on the same thing. Maybe we've got interest groups going on live or like somebody's trying to chase down some, you know, Terrible soundbite, like the next new lookalike audience. Like uh, you can find out where any of those things are that are liabilities. And so what I try to do right away is immediately understand what are the liabilities to success. If you can remove liability and improve the quality quality of your investment right away, you're going to make small incremental improvements over your account. And if you're measuring that because you built out a scrum doc to understand what happened over the last three months and moving forward in these three months, you're immediately going to make noticeable change. And so what I highly recommend is build that scrum doc, use that to plot out on a sheet of paper, what are the next three to five steps that I need to make? Don't make them all at the same time, make the highest confidence, lowest impact move to improve the bottom line. And outside of that also, what I would do in talking with the client is understanding what does success actually look like what is the ltv off of one offer versus another what is the business metrics that we need to get to here facebook when it's being done properly is trying to do one or two things extremely well if you're trying to do 10 things you're going to do them all pretty poorly so get down to understanding what those things are and you're gonna you're going to see a lot better success so If every week you say, hey, look, this is what the next 45 days are going to be. Here are your five to six biggest liabilities. Every week, I'm going to start knocking them off. And I'm going to do so in a way that is going to be not terribly disruptive to your bottom line. Because remember also, while they are bad moves, while they are liabilities to success, you've also trained Facebook to understand how to succeed in spite of that. So when you make a lot of changes, it is going to be, um, it is going to be uh very disruptive if you make them all at once. So if you make one change and then you see what happens, it also allows you to measure the impact and to ensure the quality of every decision. So if you pull this up and you say, hey, look, there are five moves I want to make. And you make one of those moves every single week. You're going to be able to go to your client and say, hey, look, Every single week we've been working together, you're getting a little, a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And as you're doing that, you are not only getting better on the reporting side, but you're also not being so disruptive that it's difficult for Facebook to understand success. So you are then at that point also able to move the the, the account forward by retraining it how to succeed, by removing liabilities by simplifying it, by getting rid of interest groups, which nobody should ever use. And uh, uh, Interest groups as a whole, you should never use them on Facebook. If the interest groups became obsolete in 2016. People still want them because you can do things terribly wrong. But if your client is, is, is a good business model, you can still succeed. Never use interest groups. They are trash bits of data. Also, like you can get rid of like non-performance-based lookalikes. Like, maybe somebody's using a lookalike of video views or ad cards or something else. Like You can get rid of all of this shit information and all of this terrible liability to your success by just knocking out the worst thing. If you have 20 things going on and you just knock out the absolute worst, you have 19 choices that are all a little bit better. And by the time you get to 10 choices, 5 choices, and they're all just the highest quality choices... And the integrity of that data gets better and better because you're spending more and more money in fewer places. The long-term success of that account is something that you are fundamental to. And you're also in communication with a client about what success looks like. You bought yourself weeks or months of a timeline to make that work. And that ultimately leads to you being uh you setting that ad account to be more successful on your behalf and all you are is the person just you're a hall monitor just getting rid of the worst player thank you charlie i already identified half their problems and they had somebody guy had a frequency cap for two on on this account i was like what are you doing yeah that's i don't even yeah frequency yeah none of that makes any sense like Yeah, yeah. And for those of you that are wondering about frequency stuff, um, it might take you 10 touch points to get somebody to make a sale. Um, Do not impair the system from doing its job. If Facebook thinks that that's the best way of seeing success – You better know that if you're going to try to impair Facebook from doing what Facebook wants to do, it's because you are smarter than a machine looking at trillions of data points in real time, 24 hours a day designed by thousands of engineers who are smarter than probably everybody else. So if you are, in fact, that good, um, then go ahead and make the move. Um, But I'll give you a hint. Um, Nobody on the face of the planet is. So your job, instead of micromanaging is to allow the factory to do its job. Um, And the more you get out of the way, the less work that you do and the more money you make and the less stressful things are, which is honestly what this is all about. Uh, The worst thing you can do is actually work hard on Facebook, which is, I think, fantastic. And one of the reasons that I love the platform. Um, Yeah, thanks, Jared. I really hope that that helps. I got one more question here on YouTube and then we are running over. I got my assistant DMing me with stuff. And I got, this, we are live in Facebook Disruptor School in 20 minutes. So remember, if you want to get in on the Facebook Disruptor School, DM me for that. If you do this week's homework we can get in for 50% off. Um, and every week we do screen share, like group classes, and it happens right after this. Um, Marquino says, where is the scrum file exactly? Marquino, um, if you join Facebook Disruptor School, we can build them together. There is an ebook that you can get if you join the Patreon, which you can get 50% off by doing this week's homework. Or if you do this week's homework, uh, I'll just send you that ebook for free so that you can begin to see it and you can build it yourself. Um, every one of them looks a little bit different. Basically, I'll follow a r- rudimentary format uh, on Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, whatever. I have shown a screenshot of what it looks like the demo version inside of Facebook Disruptor School. And I've walked you through here, what every column needs to be, how to put all the formulas together. If you want more help, there is an ebook that you can get for free by doing this week's homework. And this week's homework is quite literally just DM me if you are currently able to see week over week trends inside of your reporting dashboard. It's a yes or no question, and it takes you 30 seconds to do. Just find me on any social media platform, DM me and you can get your answer to that question. Anyway, with that being said, folks, I uh this is a power hour. We're at an hour and eight minutes, which is fine. But uh I gotta go. I got other things to do. I got I got students that are ready there. I also need to you know go to the bathroom and I gotta talk to my assistant. So I will talk to you all later. Happy Sunday. Hope you're doing well. Please, if you are not confident in the dollars that you are spending, or if your business is struggling, or if you want to upgrade your ability to be successful. DM me. Let me know what I can do to help you get there. I've been doing this for nearly a decade, hundreds of millions of dollars in, thousands of students, including some of the biggest businesses in the world. So let me know what I can do to help you out. And I will do it. Also, subscribe to the YouTube. I'm dropping a new video every single day this month. Um, So with that being said, talk to you all later. Um, And like I say every time, I'll see you later on the internet. Bye.